the way I treat myself when I'm alone matters more than anything. The way I work with my energy and my personality when I'm by myself sets the precedent and tone for every other part of my life. So I think if we want to, like for me personally, it became much easier for me to express deeper truths and more challenging shadow stuff in my work when I had finally accepted it in myself and really honored it. I'm Alison Rice and welcome to Offline, the podcast. These are honest conversations about true self with the people behind the Instagram accounts and the teachers who help us on our way. A lot has changed since I launched Offline in September 2018. It started as a podcast, and thanks to your ongoing support, it turned into a movement. Today, Offline exists to help us explore the essence of who we are and how to live, create, and succeed in alignment with that. This is our true self. There's the podcast a series of online courses I've created with our collective needs in mind and experiences that allow us to connect as a community. Visit getoffline.co to find out more or follow getoffline.co on Instagram. I hope this episode helps you on your way. Thank you for being here. My next guest is a big moment for me personally. She's my spiritual crush. Natalia Benson is a modern mystic. Born in Arizona, she now resides in LA, where she works as an empowerment coach, astrologer, and tarot reader. She's one of the warmest, wisest, and most tapped-in women I've ever met. We had our honest conversation on a video call, but I have to tell you, having also met her in person, I still felt her energy. It was radiating through the screen. I hope you fall as hard for her as I did a few years ago. Here's Natalia and I for Offline. I would love to first understand, I guess, your journey into... And I want to choose my words, right, you know, because I don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know whether you um, sort of think about it as sort of spiritual enlightenment or like, mm-hmm. I guess, your work leading up into working as a mystic. Um, mm-hmm. So I do want to talk about that. But I first wanted to know a little bit about, I guess, like young Natalia mm-hmm. and like when you were growing up, were you, did you feel kind of like spiritually curious or did that really come for you later in life? It's so powerful you asked me that because I actually was just speaking to one of my coaches yesterday and she prompted me to think about my early life. And I was like, yeah, like how did I get into all this? So it's so beautiful that you just asked me that. Um, So as far as being like spiritually curious, definitely not. I think I just always, when I was young, I was just always a very like kind, conscientious, playful. I was just very light. My mom, I I always ask my mom, I'm like, mom, what was I like when I was young? She's like, God, you were so happy. Like you were just like this happy little being and you were very expressed. Like she said, I wore like a top knot with like a crazy scrunchie and like 
every pattern imaginable. Like she used to say she wanted to put a sign on me that said like, I didn't dress her because it was just like so outlandish. (laughs) And I mean, and to me, like, you know, my take on spirituality and, you know, my journey, especially as I got into my twenties encompasses all of that, you know, like this expressiveness and this authenticity and acceptance of self and connection to something bigger and more magical. I've always had that. It's definitely been louder at times and softer at times, but I feel like when I was a kid, like I remember like being so enchanted by like nature and my imagination and um, my grandmother, my bubby, it's really powerful. Actually, I feel like everything we are going to talk about today has been like floating in my consciousness recently. It's already happening, which is tripping me out. But mm-hmm. like my grandmother, um, her name was Lila. She was like, she's my, she was my soulmate. And she was the first person who ever sat down and meditated with me. So she was very spiritual, very connected to nature, um, very like appreciative of art and classical music and the beauty and wonder and humor of life and of the universe. And I really took that in from her, but as far as there being like anything specific where I was like, you know, meditating consistently or doing yoga as a kid, it was really never any of that. It was more just these energies. I feel like that were very inherent and then were really nurtured and nourished by especially my grandma and grandpa. They were both very um, open-minded, progressive mind, like very crazy, like very mindset oriented. And like they were, I don't know if you've ever heard of Sai Baba. I think he was like a big guru in the eighties or something. And they were super into him. It was just like so funny. So I definitely was like privy to all this stuff and it kind of like, for lack of a better word, like exposed to it when I was young. Um, So that as I started to really develop into my own sense of self, especially around the age of like 19, it all felt, it all has felt very familiar to me because of my essence when I was a kid. And then like my guidance from my grandparents. Mm, I so relate to that. I, it's always for me been this deep sense of sort of, it was this, very low amber light, you know, is how I think about it. And then as I've started to explore self and spirituality, you know, it feels like that word familiar. Like it's like something's pulling me and going, yes, you're here now. Come on. So let's keep developing because the moment you are there and ready to receive it and explore it. And it's actually a question I have for you soon to come is around how also scary it is as you begin that sort of exploration because, you know, I've been talking a lot about I feel like particularly in the last sort of six to eight months while I thought I was um, developed, evolved and that I knew myself, I feel like I'm truly only just waking up to the reality of my existence, you know. So everything that I've done on paper, incredible, you know. Mm -hmm. It feels to me now as grateful as I am for it, it feels really unsophisticated and Mm. very surface level, you Mm. know. And so Mm. I had acquired all of the things that I guess society told me to acquire Um, and extremely fulfilling at times as well. But now that I'm kind of on this, I guess, um, 
it's not a new path. It just feels like my path. Mm. I'm like, wow, like how important all those things were to you. And now it just does not mean anything, you know, now that I know the rest, you know. Oh, that speaks to me so deeply. And, you know, one of my favorite spiritual teachers, his name is Ram Das. He lives in Hawaii. He may actually be transitioning, um, passing away soon. He's very old, but he wrote a prolific book called um, Be Here Now. It's very famous from the 60s. Exactly what you just said is like his journey, like exactly, like word for word. Like he got like the trappings of, you know, what he was told that he was meant to create and cultivate. And then he just felt there's something else. There's something else. And I'm not listening. And and I'm really, I'm proud of you and happy for you. Like that you, because I've seen, you know, through your socials, like you making this transition. So that's like, wow, how exciting. And I just applaud you because I know Thank you. how scary that can feel, but ultimately how deeply fulfilling that is. And mm. I think when we have to go in the direction of our soul, it's super scary at first because our ego is like, it feels very unknown, very foreign. Totally. I, um, I did my first live event last weekend and it electric went so well and I started talking about the concept of soul and I'd love to ask you about that you know sometimes it's difficult to discuss um content of that nature without you wanting to go too far over and how do you make sure that people are there connecting with what you're saying or that you're not sounding too (laughs) Like if people aren't there on their journey, you think I had this thing where my ego was saying like everyone's going to think you've left this big job and lost your marbles, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I would love I would love to know how you um think and talk about the soul, and then um perhaps your sort of take on the soul and personality and ego, you know, because those two very different things. But how do you think about? your soul and then broadly, yeah, the soul? Well, I I was actually just having this conversation with a client today about how we so often and the way we've been raised is to really live in like the mind-body paradigm, right? Where the, the soul is just not really talked about. And the way that I look at it, like for myself, is that you know, the soul is, is, we're mind, body, and spirit, like mind, body, and soul. We, we have to have this connection to like our inherent nature. I think that that's why so much, so many things can feel so vacant because it doesn't mean we have to renounce the world. It doesn't mean we have to not go for the big career goals or the money or the family or the whatever, you know, we're also told is great about living a human life, but can you bring your soul and your spirit, the depth of feeling and, um, and like a deeper exploration of meaning into all of that. And like, I think that that's what the having awareness of soul is. I have lived, you know, in parts of my life, you know, before I quote unquote had my little spiritual awakening for lack of a better term, that's just what I call it, where I was living solely in the mind body paradigm and suffering deeply because I think on a really deep proverbial level, my soul and my, I don't, I use the word soul and spirit pretty interchangeably, but I feel like my soul was like, excuse me, like you are not here 
to live solely in the body and the mind. Like I got very sick a couple times. I like struggled with alcoholism and like really intense drug use because I was searching and searching and searching. And that's why I have so much compassion for people who struggle with addiction and struggle with workahol like being workaholic or just like feeling lost because in my opinion, the solution, the solutions are spiritual. Like the solutions are coming home into the self, but that's very scary because if we've only been conditioned to like live in a mind body relationship and, and paradigm, then the soul feels like this big black vacant void and it can be scary to approach. And and that's why I feel so deeply nourished and, and happy that I followed that calling and really listened to my soul so that I can hopefully create a, a safe space for people who are, are still struggling with that old, you know, like living in their mind only and living in, or living in their body mind only that they can like be like, Oh wait, there is a relatability, a digestibility for me to explore myself and life in the universe in a deeper context. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and then I forgot your last question. (laughs) I can go on. I think you answered it. And I have to tell you, like, I've obviously been following you for so long and I've watched so much of your content and it's really actually very, um, intense and profound when you speak, you know, like, (laughs) I try not to care. I know. I've almost wanted to cry like three (laughs) times. I'm like so (laughs) feeling it today. And I think it's also just like when someone's like, can articulate what you're going through in your journey. Because it feels like you can come home. Like it feels like you can come home. And and babe, like even just as you were talking, like initially I got so choked up because I was like, thank God I never gave up on myself. Like thank God I never gave up on listening to something deep within me, even though I was so frightened. And yes. I think that my journey and and I I think that it's and our journey it is something that so many people are 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 really engrossed within right now and and it yes. want it makes you want to live with so much compassion and like dedication to your work and your dharma because you don't want people to suffer you know what i mean and even totally. you making this huge shift um it's like i can feel that you just like get it and it make like i got so emotional when you were speaking <laughs> earlier cuz i was like Oh my God, like just to have someone even give a shit about what I have to say means oh my everything. God. It means everything to me, you know? No, it's like, um, I guess what I'm feeling is like really sheer relief. That's what I'm feeling. Yeah. It's like yeah. every day I let go a little bit more. Yeah. Yes. I let go of all the stuff that I was just so crunched and holding on to, you know, all these things that I thought I had to have and be and, again, acquire and be called and be known for and all of this stuff. And it's like there's such freedom in not needing any of it. Mm. And then at the end of that road, feeling very fulfilled, you know, without anything like 
it's a question that I had had for you further down, but maybe we'll talk about it now. I guess it's like sitting in the gray area mm. professionally is very difficult for me because I was on such a career track, you know? Yes. And so now that I know I'm absolutely on the right path, the difficulty I've had is 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 actually like thinking about things like my financial future and stuff, you know, because it's like even as I think about this podcast, I've felt so um, grateful for amazingly generous brands who want to be around this space and what I'm doing. But then I go, I don't know if I can monetize people's stories and pain and journeys, you know, like it's really difficult to think about, well, for you even like spirituality and mysticism as a business, you know, because I think as women we're so perhaps programmed to not be like financially driven in that way. How do you think about that? And how did you think about that early as you were starting your business, you know, because you kind of, you want to give it because you want everyone to be on the journey, but at the same time, like I've got to pay my rent, you know, I've got to pay for the production of all of this stuff. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, like, you know, I've been, uh, I started my first business when I was 19 and it wasn't so much because I like wanted to like be a jewelry designer. It was because I, I wanted on a deeper level to, to develop myself and to know what it was like to create money on my own terms and to get paid and to receive, um, receive money. Yeah. Just get, yeah, I guess I'll just say get paid. We could just leave it and get paid. I have a lot of Gemini in my chart, so I can always like add on more words and I'm like, let's just keep it simple to to get paid for something that I was creating and doing and, and bringing that was my own. And for me, I've never had trouble monetizing mm-hmm. my work ever because number one, I just wrote a post about this yesterday. Women deserve to be powerful. Uh, sensitive, spiritually inclined women deserve to be powerful. Women who are purveying the mystical arts or healing, we deserve to be able to live the way we want to live. We'd be able, we just like, if you are offering any amount of service or light in this world, no matter what you're doing, even if you're, you know, working for a nonprofit or you're working at a beauty company, like, I don't care. Like if you are helping people on this planet live and breathe a little easier or feeling more expressed and realized you fucking deserve to not worry. And, and I, you know, my whole journey around money and value and inherent self-worth has been devastatingly hard for me. And it's something I only got the hang of last summer. And then it was like, as soon as I got the hang of it, the universe just flowed. I mean, it blows my mind. I won't even get into like the specifics unless you want me to, but it blows my mind. And it just reminds me that when just like we deserve it. And I think that any successful person in this world, whether they are doing like, you know, they're purveying like GMO food or, you know, they're like a successful whatever on some level, they think they deserve what they have. And so I try to teach women who are in the mystical arts, who are sensitive, who are trying to create 
a livelihood out of consciousness or spirituality or personal development that you fucking deserve it. You deserve to have money. You deserve to do well. Because I think that when we can really believe and tap into the fact that we do deserve it, the universe loves that energy because it's needed right now. It's needed. There's a need for all of this. Otherwise, you wouldn't have felt the calling to do it. I think that, you know, and I can speak to this because throughout my 20s, I did move in and out of uh, jobs. I had one corporate job, but I did move in and out of all kinds of work and all kinds of jobs while I was building. And throughout that journey, I was consistently working on my worth around like, can I charge for this? Can I charge more for this? Can I monetize this? And at the end of the day, I was like, yes, because the more money I'm making, the more people I'm helping, like the more people, like I want to be as big as fucking possible because I want people to get to hear this. And I, and I know in my heart and my soul why I'm here. So I want to help. And if you have that on any level of what you're doing, anything you're doing, if you have that in you, I want you to be powerful. I want you to reach the tip top, tip top of whatever you believe is possible. And mindset is so much a part of it. And I think that, you know, this conversation is so prevalent and powerful right now. And it's, of course you, this is your Cancerian intuition. (laughs) Uh, This is a, this is a conversation I've been having in my courses all week with all of my women, all my students, and many of my clients is this energy of confidence and deservingness. And, um, yeah, so I'll just leave it at that, but that's my opinion about that. It is actually so helpful. Firstly, fuck yes. Secondly, Natalia gave me the things so many women are seeking, permission. So after our conversation, I went ahead and I did the thing my inner voice has been telling me to do. I created an offline donation page. If this podcast brings value to your life and it's helping you, consider helping me. I poured my little heart out over at offlinethepodcast.com forward slash donate. Um. Yes, this is this is why like I like actually wrote something a while ago and I was like podcasting is fucking amazing. I hope I can cuss. I'm like such a cusser. Uh, all so, I do is swear and cry. So. <laughs> Perfect. But I was I was making a comment um and I was just like podcasting to me is empowering women. It's a very, like social media to me is empowering for women. To me, it's empowering for everyone if you use the tool of it in a respectful, conscientious way. But to me, podcasting, we're getting to connect and the wisdom of women and us sharing our words. I mean, this is something that intuitively I feel we have been doing for eons. And the fact we get to do it now in this like digital spectrum and we can reach millions of people it's just it's amazing to me and it's um it's important because women we get nourished by each other and we get worried we get nourished by communication like that's why like sometimes men and women we can like miss each other in relationships because we need to talk it out and we want to express and guys maybe they they function differently and their their realm of expression is more in action and and silence and they have a different mode but for us as women i i really feel 
that that speaking and sharing is is cathartic for us and the wisdom we have to share with each other is indispensable so um keep you know keep i'm gonna go into coach mode for three seconds i know i feel like i'm actually getting a book i was gonna book one anyway so let's just do it on the podcast yeah let's just do that it's it's like it's so funny i can't even help it i was like with like a guy recently that I've been seeing and I was like, he's telling me something and I'm like, all right, babe, well, blah, 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 blah. He's like, he's like, I love it. You're just coaching. And I was like, I can't help it. It's like, it's just, I love it so deeply. And I, and I think that people, especially like you and I, cause we have this like, go get them, like build them mentality. We like pragmatic, like how to let's go kind of energy. Yeah. And, and that's why I love coaching. And that's why I love I love it so much because I just like to take things quickly and be like, how do I translate this into my experience? So all I was going to say about that is, with you, babe, is like fucking don't doubt yourself for a second because when something burns within you, to me, that's your soul talking to you and that's your higher self and your guides and your team, your angels, whatever you believe in or whatever you subscribe to reminding you that you came here for a reason and it wasn't just to build your bank account or, you know, and none of that is wrong. I love money. Money's important. I teach a lot about money and, and prosperity consciousness. But like I said, we've got to bring our spirit and bring our soul to everything we do. Otherwise I think it falls flat. It doesn't feel as fulfilling. I think we need that part of our experience to be like fulfilled and, and seen. And I think that's, what's cool about what's happening in the world right now. Like to me, the fact that wellness is becoming this cool chic thing. I'm like, thank you. This is what we need. You know what I mean? I'm so into it. And I think it's important because I think it's something we've been missing for a while. Maybe that's a really nice segue into my next question. Um, (laughs) A lot of the feedback I've had for offline is, um, beautiful listeners and girls and women who have been waking up to the concept of self and exploration of self. And I wonder what advice you have for women who are just kind of on the cusp of exploration and you know it can feel expansive and it can feel like, where do I start and what do I do? And is it tarot? Is it astrology? And is it crystals? And, you know, (laughs) I have a lot of people just ask me like, what do you do with the crystals? And I wonder what advice you have for women who are, I guess, just about to step off that ledge and into getting to know themselves better and sort of their higher calling and and purpose. Like it can feel scary and there's been days where I want to retreat, right, because it's just so much to get around. But, yeah, yeah, what what advice would you have? I mean, the first thing that, like, comes into my consciousness is, like, go towards what fascinates you and excites you let it be light you know because it look the reason the 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 exploration of self feels frightening and the reason why most people avoid it is because aloneness feels like a vast black hole right and and we've kind of like I said been taught to avoid ourselves in so many ways right like we've kind of been taught to like avoid those those quiet spaces and we get filled with so much distraction and um and really like all of your gold is within and you what you think and what you feel called towards especially in the realm of like spiritual energy or mysticism or whatever is right like you're all like I always tell my women I'm like you're always 
right? Like, just mm-hmm. like, if you want to pull the fucking tarot cards that way, do it. If you want to like go get seven psychic readings and like chakra activations, like give it a whirl. Like this, the beautiful thing about the mystical and spiritual is that it's artistic and creative and abstract, which is all what the feminine essence is about. Like the world functions on a very like consistent masculine paradigm because that's, you know, we pay bills consistently. We go to work consistently. We do these things very consistent. It's like sure as, you know, right, like just right on time all the time. But the feminine qualities of abstraction, creativity, um, like being cyclical, being a little all over the place, not knowing the exact answer. This is all to me, the essence and the realm of spirituality. And that's why I love it because I'm like the most, I'm quite concise with my work, but like as a human being, like I'm very, uh, like I'm a bit all over the place. And Mm. I, and that's why I was so called to creativity and spirituality because of course, like my studies were concise, but my exploration of what I wanted to go towards and explore and feel were, have just been so open-ended and, and fascinating. And all I've ever done is gone towards what has felt the most exciting. Like I never knew tarot or astrology before. Like people always want to ask me if I've been like raised by bands of gypsies. Like I'm like, my dad is a retired CFO and my mom worked in pharmaceuticals. Like I couldn't have been raised in a more like, you know, I said my grandparents were a bit more woo woo, but like my parents didn't raise me that way. So I had like, you know, I kind of had to fight against that for a while, which I think is what a lot of people feel and women feel is like, how, where do I begin? And like, what do I go towards? And all I ever went towards was what makes me feel peace? What makes me feel relieved? What makes me feel understood and go towards that? There's no prescription. Like, this is not like, you know, I can always suggest what's worked for me, but what I love about this work is that you get to explore what works for you and in the manner that it works for you. You know what I mean? And, and that's like, really liberating. Like of of the programming and letting go of what we all subscribe to, which was I have to be this and, and you know, now it's like I have to have this social media following and my life has to yeah. look. And that was part of what, you know, how Offline was born was having these really um, amazing relationships with, I guess, traditional influencers, social media influencers, mm-hmm. and knowing that there's so much... Um, richer emotionally deeper um super smart business women and so it's very difficult because their business is instagram you know how do they insert more of themselves and their true selves and their actual lives and struggles and pain and into their social media so that we all feel like we can just breathe a bit of a sigh of relief you know and i'm i'm buoyed by that i feel like it's (laughs) it's it's happening it's it's small um but i think that it's going to become more and more and when i think about platforms like instagram i'm like thank god for stories you know because if we didn't have stories we would still be in this perfection grid zone (laughs) you know and so now we're just being able to like really get to know people and you know the shadow parts of ourselves i guess as well and trying to share 
authentically, but at the same time, and I don't know if you have this, but it's like the moment you share, you want to retract, you know, because you're like, oh shit, oh, like yeah. that's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> now I feel shameful. Yes. Um, and perhaps then what advice do you have for for women in that sense? Like how do we insert more of our shadow selves and the darker parts of our being into yeah. our lives and our relationships? Like we, I don't know where do we carry guilt, we carry shame, but it stops us, I think, from communicating, you know? Yes. I mean, the in my opinion, we have to accept it in ourselves first. Like I always say that like we're our patient zero, like we're our point of attraction. So like everything that we do with ourselves in the moments where no one's looking, that's also the energy that we bring everywhere else. So if you want to become more fortified in your expression or in your work or in your love life or whatever, well, what are you doing with yourself? How are you treating and regarding yourself? Do you accept your shadow? Do you let yourself break down? Do you beat yourself up or can you meet yourself with gentleness and compassion? And to me, you know, my whole life changed when I started to really approach myself from that space of like the way I treat myself when I'm alone matters more than anything. The way I work with my energy and my personality when I'm by myself sets the precedent and tone for every other part of my life. So I think if we want to, like for me personally, it became much easier for me to express deeper truths and more challenging shadow stuff in my work when I had finally accepted it in myself and really honored it. Many, many years ago when I was just DJing, I put this, um, I had this alias called White Horse and I played Coachella and like some big festivals that year. Like literally, I think I played like seven of the most like massive things you could do in like Los Angeles and, you know, Coachella for this company called the do lab. It was a big deal. And I remember I got offered like this big, like interview. I can't even remember like the channel. This is before like Instagram was obviously a big deal then, but it wasn't as big of a deal to me at the time. And I remember getting this interview. What the hell was this company? I don't even fucking remember. Anyways, you, you know what I mean? It's just like, it was a big deal. And I was, and I remember they came to see me, they came to my house, full crew, full thing. And I was like, dear in the fucking headlights, because I, I felt so, they were asking me very personal questions and like how I got into this and just like my journey. And, you know, at that time I hadn't even accepted all the darkness I'd been through and all the challenge and pain that had got me to that point. So I remember being like, I don't know. I just remember not feeling, yeah, I didn't feel good about it because, but then I, but looking back at it, I'm like, I just hadn't accepted any of that in myself yet. So I wasn't ready to talk about it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I really wasn't ready. And now it's just easy to, because I'm like, God, like that was such an inherent part of my journey. The, the addiction, the alcoholism, the, the, like, I was just such a shadowy, fucking disaster for so many years I just posted my 10-year transformation because I just I think sometimes when people find me I try to be blatant about my shadow and my past but I also don't pay that much attention to it because it's not a huge deal for me anymore for for a while it was a huge part of my story 
that I hadn't even really accepted, but it was coming out on dates and like to friends and my therapist and like all these probably mildly inappropriate moments, but I was trying to heal and I was trying to get it out. And now at this point, it's like, I like to share some of that and like share the whole, I never do those like Instagram challenges and those hashtags that like totally. the people do. But I was like, no, I, I want to post this because I want people to see that anyone can change. I think sometimes when people find me, they assume like she's optimistic. She's on her path. She's this, she's that. They, they make their projections about some idea of perfection. And um, that isn't the truth. And, and I come from so much, like so much fucking suffering. So it's mm-hmm. like, that's what is just amazing to me because to live more clearly and, and in my purpose and fulfilled and doing so well on every, like legitimately doing well on every level. I wouldn't fucking say that if it wasn't true. I and I'm I know not a very boastful person, but like yeah. it blows my fucking mind sometimes. Mm. And, and I only share it because I want everyone to know that there's a light at the end of the fucking tunnel. Like there is a light at the end of your deepest fear. Like there's a way out. And I mean, that, that to me is just what gets me so excited about this digital world we're living in right now and the, the, the social media because we can share our stories and make someone breathe a bit easier. And to me, that's the point. We're only halfway through our call, but there's already so much goodness here. So much to reflect on, to write down, to discuss with the people we love the most. So let's go and do that. Stay tuned for part two of my honest conversation with Natalia Benson. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Offline. Visit getoffline.co to explore more episodes the online courses I've created to help you succeed consciously and upcoming community events. Follow getoffline.co on Instagram and me. My handle is Alison Larson Rice. Lastly, if you know someone who would benefit from hearing these honest conversations, please share offline with them.